Hello and welcome to the Madison podcast. My name, if you don't already know, is Ben Lavender, New York's favorite British mortgage broker. Today we have realtor extraordinaire, Miss Zara Martin. How are you, Zara? Welcome. Thank you for having me, Ben. I'm doing well despite the weather today, but it's a it's a good opportunity. And I think thank you so much for bringing me on to your show. Of course. Don't make me regret it. Um, be on your best behavior for the thousands of people that will be watching us. Um, so as we talked about before, Zara, we want to give our audience um, some perspective or at least your perspective on many things when it comes to the real estate business. Um, but I, I think where we really like to start is is you and how how did you get into the business? Because real estate, I find that, and most people that I speak to, with the exception of like kids whose parents were realtors, don't grow up saying, I want to become a real estate agent. I want to become a mortgage broker when they're nine years old. You know, when I was a kid, I probably wanted to be a fighter pilot or, you know, something more interesting. So so how did you get into the business? What what made you want to get into it? I'll, I'll shut up now. Go ahead. Okay. So um, as you said, a lot of kids don't really grow up and say, I want to be a realtor when I grow up, you know? Okay. Uh, so for me, my dad was a realtor mm. and he still is a realtor. Uh, but that wasn't what I the wanted. Great Henley. The great Henley. The great Henley. DJ Henley. <laughs> AKA DJ Henley, AKA Anesthesia Tech Henley. Um, Hustler. It, literally, literally. It's in my DNA. So basically, what happened was I wanted a job, uh, my very first job back in 2015. I wanted to work um, some, I wanted to work like in a pet store or something. Believe it or not. Because I, they wouldn't let me get a dog. So I said, you know what? If I can't do that, let me, um, let me work there. And my dad said, no daughter of mine is going to do that. So I got my first start working as an um, office manager slash assistant in a real estate, um, in, a, in his real estate firm. It, the, inform- the experience was great. I learned a lot. But I didn't really like how they did real estate, so it didn't... We won't mention names. We won't. We, we won't mention names. But I, I didn't... Um, how they did real estate, it didn't appeal to me as yet. However, I well, want... Before you continue, Zara, can you dig into the specifics as to like what that was? Right, because that's something that, you know, w- with previous guests they talked about as well, that they started at a particular brokerage and they didn't like the way they didn't do business. Was it like ethics? Was it just efficiency? It was, was it for you? It was a little bit of both. It was basically how, where they showed certain people properties. It was how they did that. And it was the conversations they had during the initial meeting, you know, and um Eventually, I went back to college. I found my major after trying at least six different different majors. So what did you pick? Um, after biology, Spanish film, and oh, wow. a little bit of psychology, I ended up with communications because that was what I was very good at. Diverse set of skills. Absolutely. Cool. I was at the seminar and someone said, well, pick something that you're good at and um, think about different ways that you can hone it. So I went on the communications. My major was actually performance and communications with a concentration in um, rhetorical studies because why not? 
And so I thought, I'm going to be the best lawyer out there. And uh, I, my first job was in a law office, actually, because I wanted to help people. I wanted to be the medium between um, people. And um, I thought that law was the best way to do that. It wasn't. Hmm. I got my first three gray hairs there. And um, eventually I went on to human resources because I still really wanted to help people. But then uh, my friend Stacy, and she's my mentor right now. Stacy, yeah. Yeah, she's just the most amazing realtor um, out there. There are plenty of amazing realtors, but I'm. Shout out to Stacy Ann Beckham. Shout out to Stacy Ann, you got us. So she was just like, Zara, I just got my real estate license and I saw that she was crushing it. So I said, okay, girl, fun. I'm gonna get my real estate license too. It was that easy? It was that easy. It was a, I took the test once. 75 hour course and aced it. Was that like a particular thing about the business that drove you to it or attracted you to it? Yes. I always, my dad always brought me on his open house um, and his showings. And my dad, we, we have like a, my dad is literally uh, 20 years older than me. So we have kind of an interesting age gap and we're very competitive. Yeah. So he would take me on. Oh, his you guys show. are competitive with each other. Oh yeah. And yeah, so he would take me on his showings, and I would think to myself, hmm, I could do this better. So, <laughs> so, um, I can't wait for him to see this. Uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a lot, but it happens. And, um, I thought to myself, I could do this better. So, uh, I got my real estate license, and I didn't tell him until I passed the exam. Wow. And he was just like, wait a minute, I'm a realtor, <laughs> you're a realtor. We have two realtors in the house now. And then I said, and what? So um, we kind of got a little competitive because I really wanted to prove my dad that this isn't a fluke. This is something I really wanted. And it took a year and a half for him to acknowledge that. Well, I overheard him talking to one of his friends and he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, she's a really good realtor and she's actually better than me now. Oh, yeah. I know, I know. That meant everything to me because uh, my dad and I were literally going pretty much head to head. And um, but that's all love. It is you know, it's pure love. love. You, I mean, you're, you're fortunate to have a nice, supportive father as opposed to someone who's like, you know, my daughter stepping on my toes in my business, <laughs> working, you know, my network, yeah. friends, family. No, trust me, it's all love with uh, my dad and I. And now we actually have a couple of listings. We have a listing appointment this weekend coming up. So we do work well together. He oh, understands. Cool. Yeah. Now he understands how I do real estate. And even when he has certain um, certain people, he'll say, here, talk to my daughter. And then I'll handle it because I love my dad. And he does things um, the way he does things. And I do things, you know, in my way. And sometimes we... We're all different. We're all different. And yeah. it works. And that's the thing about real estate. A lot of people think it's oversaturated. But we there are so many different people around. And there's a realtor for everyone. Yeah. So there's a different personality for everyone. You're going to jive well with some people and other clients, uh, regardless of how good quality of a person you are, integrity or lack thereof. Unfortunately, like people with a lack of integrity in yeah. the business can 
are in many cases, unfortunately, still successful because they attract a certain type of person. Yes, right. So it's, obviously, I'm not saying that's that's a way to live, no. but moral of the story is that there's there's someone for everyone in real estate. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It all depends on um, you know what you're looking for and the quality of how you're trying to get to the closing table. So Zara, actually, how long have you been in the business for? Uh, I got my real estate license back in 2019 mm. and in 20, like right before the pandemic, literally right before the pandemic, it was a good time. And I was still, I operated, um, what you would think part time, but I actually did real estate full time. And, um, during that time at the end of 2020, I won the rookie of the year award. So, you know, it exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, Basically, real estate, it's in my blood. It's something I love, and I'm really good at what I do. You are, yes. as we have experienced by working together. You are fantastic. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, one, another thing I wanted to ask you, so you started in, when in 2019, towards the end? Um, actually, I remember the exact day. It's October 10, 20, October 10, 2019. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Okay, so when the pandemic hit and basically everyone was like, you can't call anyone, you can't show any houses, what was your reaction? Did you like freak out that you can't do any business? What was, where was your head at at the time? It was a pandemic. And so I understood full well that one, I had to protect my family. Two, I had to protect my clients. And even way before Way before um, the lockdown happened in March, we were wearing gloves, we were wearing masks to protect everyone, and we were hand sanitizing everything. I still- Like you guys saw it coming, so you just took precautions. Absolutely, because um, Stacy's sister was in China. She's studying to be a medical doctor, and they were experiencing the lockdowns before. So I had a heads up. I had- um, And you didn't tell me. Actually, we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other yet. Yeah. (laughs) But I had a heads up back then. And so I operated um, with the knowledge that she passed on to us. And um, majority of my clients were ICU nurses. Mm. So they would need, their hours were crazy. And I would be out there showing at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night just to make sure um, that they got to see the properties and we're placing offers. And I was really just working around their schedule because it was that important to get them in the properties. I had one one client and she's just uh I don't know how she did it. She was an uh, ICU nurse. She was doing her master's degree and all of that right through the midst of the pandemic. Crazy. And we still got her to close on July 15, 2020. Boom. Boom. Good for her. Good for her. I'm yes. sure she's doing well now and her property has probably appreciated 15% in value over the past almost two years. So she, she did very well. Yes, she's very happy. Every time I talk to her, she'll always say, Zara, thank you so much for getting me this home. Uh, they put they put close to a hundred thousand dollars in renovating it, and it, yes, it looks nothing like what it was before. So 
they're not planning on selling it anytime soon, but they will be buying. At least they're on. enjoying it because I find that a lot of people that do renovations on their home, sometimes they, I'm obviously you need access to capital, right? But right. sometimes people just delay it. Yes. And then like, I even know people in my own family. It's like, yeah, we have to do this. We have to do that. 10 years go by nothing. So at least they put the money in now and they can enjoy right. what, what they've done. That's, that's the way to do it. So what I would tell people is that when you buy a home, it's a blank canvas. It's for you to put your personal touches. I know there are people out there and in short, money and capital and time are very, you know, limited. So, but I really encourage people to put your personal touches on the property that you buy. Mm -hmm. It's for you to put, you know, your, your version of what a home looks like on it. Don't live in the house and never do anything to the wall. Right now, my client, her house is the only house on the block that has a teal blue door. Cute. I, I feel like that's in right now. It's definitely yeah, or it's in. Or it's starting to come in, the yes, teal. Yes, teal and red doors. Those are definitely mm. in. I, I'm very, very, very passionate so, about those. So that's, so that's like your favorite thing right now. Like I also noticed yeah. with like um, for the past year or so, like an accent wall. Like we have this blue wall, the right. rest is, is white. So it's like it's these, you know, I feel like it's fashion. It just evolves. Or I think I saw something the other day that fashion – whether it's like literal clothes or like home decor, interior design, whatever it is, resets the cycle every yes. 30 years. Every 30 years. Apparently. And oh, it I just it, it restarts. It's not exactly the same, but there are only so many things That's that true. you can do, right? Unless you invent new brand new colors or brand new designs or something. I agree. Um, I agree. It's, it's the same type of thing. Huh. So another thing I did want to chat about, Zara, because you were working full time for a while. Yes. And... You built up some cojones yes. and you made the move to go full-time into real estate from kind of a safe, cushy job, right, with benefits, I imagine. I mean, we right. don't have to go into details about the monetary aspect, but can you talk about, especially for realtors who are part-time mm -hmm. and, and thinking about making the jump, uh, how has it been for you so far? And But before you even get into that, actually, like, how did you come up to making that decision? And what was it like finally that made you pull the trigger and, and go full time and leave your job? Okay. So. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> so basically what happened was that. Well, I'll start with what made me. Um, maybe I should start with how I coexisted with real estate while I was um, a full-time employee. Mm. So my job was a human resources information systems analyst. And it's mouthful. That cool. is a mouthful, but what is Human it? resources information analyst. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Sorry. Information systems analyst. I do that. <laughs> so basically my job was to, I was the heart of HR. So I helped with onboarding, offboarding. I did all the numbers crunching and reports, right? And coexisting in real estate, I read the four hour work week. Uh, it's embarrassing. Yep. Very, very good book. And from that, I learned I can't be two places at once. And Stacy was there to help me, but I also needed to, um, you know, on days where she wasn't able to help me, I needed to put systems in place so that um, at least some parts of my, of my job as a realtor was automated. So I invested in a virtual assistant. 
and I trained her myself. Cool. With um, when you say virtual, you just mean someone that isn't that's remote, basically. Right. Because when most people hear virtual, that's why I bring it up because they think it's like an AI of some sort. It's not. It's a, it's a no, human. No, it's a human. And I trained her, and I also had um, Stacy's virtual assistant uh, train her as well. And um, basically, while I was at work, she had the task to follow up. She had the task to um, to handle some of my real estate um, administrative tasks so that my life would be a little bit easier. And when I got home from work, I could just go straight to showing. That was how I coexisted. But after a while, your client base starts growing and then you need to set aside more time for real estate and less time for uh, the nine to five. And that's so it was slow, basically. It started like your your pipeline and your client base built up where it was like logical that you had to you yes. had to go full time in order to serve service everyone right. and not lose out on all that potential business. Yes, and there's a specific quality that I like to give my clients. I no one is just a number. Everyone is personalized and my motto is real estate minus the hassle. Mm. And if I can't give that to my clients, then I haven't done my job as a realtor. And so I that was really, um, it started to get a little frustrating when the level of service that I wanted to give them wasn't, um, it wasn't coming through the way I, I wanted it. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't too much of a hard decision to go full blown real estate. It was like mentally, it was just like, okay, I, it's all me right now, but that's fine. I know in 2020, I know that I'm not the only realtor who was out there taking every single CE course yeah. that was out there. I took so many CE courses. If only they could pass over for this year, I'd probably still be able to you know, have a good amount. But I learned so much. I was literally out there in the field. I was taking notes and all of that knowledge, it basically made me feel prepared 2020, 2021, that was going in, that was building. 2022, this is executing. This is going in there because I have all the knowledge I needed. And so now that I'm full-time, I feel I feel like I can give my clients 110%. And so I'm, I'm still out here. I'm still reading books. I'm still gaining experiences. Actually, I have an Airbnb um, seminar to go to next week. Cool. Yeah. So... You know, this year, I, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. And you're continuously sharpening your tools and, and learning more so you can give your clients, basically, yes. a better experience or a better experience with someone that knows many aspects of the business. Because that's a big thing, The you know, the Airbnb thing, which I've heard as well that is oversaturated. <laughs> but, you know, a, a lot of people make a really, really good argument is that if you don't Airbnb it, you could just rent it out long term. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, my dad, he has a couple of properties. And I'm not sure if there are so many different people with different needs out there. There are doctors who travel and need, you know, a place. Uh, someone offered him um, an Airbnb opportunity on his property in Poughkeepsie. And, you know, he's definitely contemplating it. So there's there's different genres of airbnb that you can do you're not limited at all do you have a favorite i would have to say that uh there are some people who 
actually make themes in their um, in their Airbnb apartments, and I'm looking forward to an anime themed Airbnb. Oh, that's cool. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be so legendary, and um, I'm looking forward to that. Preferably in somewhere warm. Do you have a favorite anime yes. you would like to see? Yes, One Piece. If you know, you know. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I don't, but, uh, but I, I trust you. <laughs> yeah. I trust you. Okay, so let's talk a little bit, Zara, because we've got a good amount of your background here for, for the masses. Um, what are you doing this year? What's, like, your focus this year? You know, I, I'm sure that knowing you, that you have a list of, of things <laughs> that you're looking to accomplish, things that you're looking to do without revealing your secrets, of course. Can you give us any insight as to what you're working on? Okay. So one word value value i started my very first post this year was that i wanted to give back my clients value to be a great realtor is not to just take somebody to the closing table it's not to just take someone on a regular showing it's i want whenever i take my clients out i want them to be so informed about real estate that they can probably teach it to someone else you know and if, for instance, with the bidding wars and the rising interest rates, if, for instance, yes, if, for instance, they're not able to purchase at this point in time, I want to also provide them with the information on how to be more financially literate and how to establish wealth in different ways as well. Hmm. So I'm also licensed in the finance field. And I basically, I want to make, more people aware of how to save money because if you just put your money in the bank it's not going to grow it's the opposite it will lose value exactly but if you put your money in a mutual fund for a set period of time then you might be able to come closer to your down payment amount in a lot faster time than if you just save my paycheck here my paycheck there so i want to i want to do that because I feel bad for a lot of people who they want the house so bad. They're really great clients, but they don't have it all together. And as a realtor, it's my job to be the one-stop shop for everything that they need to get to the closing table. Yeah, and it's that could potentially go into a whole other subject on Mm -hmm. lack of financial literacy for the average American. Right. And it's obviously not the fault of the average American because it's not something that we're taught in in high school or Mm -hmm. in college or you know even if if you study finance in college it's still you're not going over like basic basic things or strategies so it's you know you could you could make the argument and i'm sure you know you've read posts or you've seen something that it's a conspiracy to keep consumers consuming and you know basically turn them into money making machines for corporations which is a whole other thing but the lack of financial literacy or bringing that to light and educating our consumers, I find even as well like on the mortgage side is because everything that we say to our clients when it's in mortgage language, basically, it's gibberish, <laughs> Yes. right? They don't understand it. And why should they? It's not like it's what they do. So what we try and focus on is just going over the essentials that they need to know Right. because not only does it equip them with knowledge and make them feel more comfortable in that regard. But it's it's also, 
it decreases the amount of stress involved in the transaction too. And, and we always say it's not like buying a home isn't like how it looks like uh, on no. TV, right? It, it can be, it's not like, oh, one, two or three, I'll take that one. You know, it's, um, it's much more complicated, especially in a competitive market, especially in New York, where it's an attorney state. The business is very, very shocky. Everyone's trying to do what they have to do to survive. So we want to take out as much of that stress as possible. So we try and do it on our side. And obviously, you do it on yours. Absolutely. And it takes a very patient realtor to get that across because everyone has different learning patterns you know and not everyone has the same level of uh, say real estate jargon as the next person so it really you need a good team to be able to explain this and that's why I like working with you because you always explain things to my clients and most of my people that I work with are first-time home buyers so I need a good I need a good mortgage broker such as yourself and I need a good attorney yeah Listen, I need a good attorney to get my people to the closing table so that they're not they're well represented and, you know, they don't have any liabilities while signing those contracts. I you know, when you have a good team, they feel a lot safer going through the real estate journey than, say, for instance, you have someone who doesn't pick up, who, you know, gets very boisterous with you. And we don't we we need positive vibes because this is this is not like walking in the car mart and driving out with the car. This is, we're talking over $500,000 in transactional purchase here. So we need the best of the best. And that's pretty much who I choose to work with. Yeah. And I think that's so key, Zara, because like you can do an amazing job as a realtor, whether you help a client find a house in one showing or 20, and it takes, you know, over weeks or even months, Um, You could do the best job in the world, but if they end up with an attorney that gives them a lackluster experience, unfortunately, it's, you know, it it could be a reflection, even though it's got nothing to do with you. Right. But because they're in that transaction, they associate that feeling with you or with me. So having, you know, I, I find often that having an attorney is key. And when it comes to saving money, um, doing it with the mortgage broker is key, right? You want a low rate, you want low fees or no fees, all that stuff, totally get it, fine. But with an attorney, you're, you know, obviously you're not better off saving 300 bucks with a cheaper attorney. No. If anything, you're better off paying a few extra to get someone good that, that really knows what they're doing. Absolutely. It's either you save now and pay the price later or pay the price later and save yourself some worries. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And that doesn't go to say like every expensive attorney is amazing, right? right. Obviously, we, we have to go with people that are highly recommended, well-reviewed, stuff like that. Yes. So another thing I, I wanted to ask you, Zara, and this is more for consumers, because okay. a lot of people are getting frustrated with the market. Home prices are continuing to rise. Inventory has dropped i think there are only 750,000 homes something like that on the market right now yeah. um and, and i don't know if i mentioned rates rising as well so a lot of people are getting frustrated what advice do you have for them if and if any at all i think the same advice that we offered in 2020 and 2021 
this is not the market where you lowball. This is not the market where I. This is not the market where some faith. Some. This is not where the market where you rely on luck. You know, mm. we are realtors. We will negotiate to the best of our abilities, but numbers do matter. The best offer is still going to be the one that is well-rounded, you know, get that down payment ready, be able to have your closing costs. They want healthy buyers because this market has been very uncertain. Mm. There are very few properties on the market. So this is not one of those markets where you have two weeks to wait. Actually, homes are coming off the market in less than seven days. That's crazy. It is precisely crazy. So you don't have a day to think about it anymore. You have literally hours. Yeah, And to kind of dig on that, because seven days is a crazy short amount of time. But what most people listening to that don't realize this, that the offer is actually accepted on that first day. Right. So it's like basically showing on Sunday homeowner decides by what Monday or Tuesday by 12 p.m. There's some type of deadline right after the weekend Trust and everyone's seen the house and then offers accepted contracts are out. And then like so it's really like the it, it's really decided within a day. You have one shot to see the house. You don't yes. have the you know, if, you, no. if you're not going, you're, you're going to miss it. So you're it's going like, to miss it's, it. Yeah, it's not really seven. It's it's one day. You have you one to day. be ready. I before you go out, have your inspector ready, have your attorney ready, be, have your bank ready so yeah. that when the contracts are out, make the time so you could just go, 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 because it's, it's going to feel like a sprint. And I've had people say, wow, Zara, this is happening so fast, but this is the market that we're in. You don't have all the time in the world anymore. You have to go with the pace of it. And that's just how it is. You know, I tell people, What's for you won't miss you, but you also have to put, you also have to put the effort in there. Hmm. Extremely well said. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's it's a funny thing, right? Because I think what you just said about having everything prepped up front is so key. Yeah. Not just in terms of like, yes, you should absolutely be pre-approved before you see a house, but especially if it's one that you're seriously considering. But right. the expectations as far as like what to offer, what the markets. So I was talking to someone last night and they were mm -hmm. like, you know, we're, we're trying to buy this. Uh, we were going to buy this house cash. Friend of mine, not using a mortgage, uh, you know, when we offered 1.1 uh, and it's listed for 1.3. And they were like, you know, well, we, you know, we have an advantage because it's cash. And I was like, sorry to break it to you, but 30% of buyers right now are cash. Yes. You know, it will give you a, a leg up, right, over someone with a mortgage potentially, but it doesn't give you the ability to lowball by 15, 20%. Exactly. So it's like people need to have realistic expectations, which, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it's competitive, but... That is the reality of our market. Will it change? Who knows? We're in a very, very interesting time right now with, you know, again, rates rising, low supply, all that fun stuff. Yes. And the unfortunate uh, war in Ukraine and, and Russia, which is, you know, not to get into that, but it, it will have and it is having some supply ramifications on us over here yes. and globally. So that's not fun. Um, so, Zara, what piece of just general advice would you say 
for, forget offers, but when it comes to first-time home buyers, because you said that is the majority of um, your your client base, right? So let's say not even someone like going to look and buy a house right now, but someone that is thinking about buying a house and they want to know more. What should they do? Should they call you? Should they do whatever you say? Do some push-ups, some burpees? What, <laughs> what, what advice do you have for that individual? I think it's very important to have a consultation so that you know what you're getting into. And it, a lot of people, I know some of my buyers have shopped around and have interviewed many different realtors before they settled on one person. Mm. I think that's also good too. It's good to work with people who you vibe with. If you don't have a certain chemistry, it's going to be a bumpy ride. You want people who understand you, understand how you communicate and take the time out to meet you at the level that you're at, you know? A lot of people, I talk to them and they say, oh, wow, my realtor has been pressuring me, but you need to have a, a little bit of a one-on-one -on -one with them to understand where you are now, how soon are you looking to buy? Because if you tell me tomorrow, I can find you at least four houses to show you real quick. So you need to basically pace yourself, know what pace you need to go at, and I guess self-evaluate, you know? Yes, which is something that is difficult for people to do. It's it's hard to really look at yourself in the mirror that way. So that's good advice. Okay. And we'll wrap this up with um, what is what is next for you over just the course of your career? Where do you see yourself going? Any fun, crazy plans that you'd like to share or any, any special projects? Well, currently I am working on eventually being an investor myself. Mm. That is what I would love to do. Thank you. And for now, I'm getting all the experience I need in both real estate and finance so that I can be an expert when it comes to what goes on in renovating a house, what goes on in um, the back ends of um, handling, you know, the construction materials and that kind of things. So that's my end state. But I also want to have a couple more businesses. I am pretty much in the millennial bracket, yes. uh, one would say. So who knows? But right now, I just want to be an expert in whatever endeavor I take up. I like it. Okay, very cool. That is an exciting future. You'll it is be bright. a multi-gajillionaire. I'm going to stay close to you. <laughs> okay. And Zara, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Zara the Realtor making real estate hassle-free for you. My number is 917-951-4311. And um, I think once you find Zara the Realtor on Google, all my information is definitely there. I'm not going to give you a long email address, but Zara the Realtor, from there, everything else will open up. Love it. Hit her up. Boom. Thank you, everyone. Zara, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you Pre for having me. Appreciate it, of course. And peace out. We'll see you next time. Bye.